Yo, what is going on, everyone? My name is Nick, or the Notorious Fantasy Addict. Today's video, I'm bringing you guys a 12-team PPR mock draft from the ninth overall spot on Fantasy Pros Draft Wizard. In this video, I'm going to go over all of my picks as well as the picks that are going on around me during the draft to give you guys a good idea of how I feel about the draft and how I feel about my picks and why I'm going to pick each and every single player inside of this mock draft. So the roster positions are one quarterback, two running backs, two wideouts, a tight end, flex, kicker, defense, and six bench spots. And I'm going to be drafting up against the computer composite ADP of a bunch of different websites on fancypros.com. We are drafting up against the computer. I may do a draft or two up against real people in the next couple of days. If you guys want to check out a draft that was up against real people and it was a recap, I did a draft recap of my own fantasy football league that I drafted a couple days ago. I did the review yesterday, so if you guys want to check that out to see really how the draft is going to go, make sure you check that out. But I've noticed that Fantasy Pros does a really good job of seeing how a draft or a real draft may actually go, considering a lot of the picks were around the same spots that I was seeing them go off in my draft. So if at any point in this video you guys end up enjoying, please make sure to click that subscribe button down below. It's free, and I put out content every single day to help you guys win that 2020 Fantasy Football Championship. So you don't want to miss out on the double uploads or triple uploads every single goddamn day. So if we look at the draft board, the first couple of picks of the draft, before we get to mine, was Christian McCaffrey, Saquon Barkley, Ezekiel Elliott, Alvin Kamara, Dalvin Cook, Michael Thomas, Derrick Henry, and CEH. The first round, as always, very heavily dominated by the running back position. We're going to see around the third and fourth round where the wide receiver brigade really starts to come off of the board. So if we look here, nothing too out of the ordinary, really. Michael Thomas going around the four to six to seven spot pretty much in every single league. I've noticed he goes at the six spot today. The rest of the picks have been running back, so not all too surprising. I'd say typically the average in the first round is to have just about two or three wide receivers. I say the max in the first round is typically four wide receivers going. So that should be what we should expect to see here. I'm not going to go with Devontae Adams since I feel like the first round, you need to make sure you get one of those star-studded running backs, one of those guys that is going to be able to elevate your roster to the point of just being a winning roster. If you miss out on the running back position early, it is very hard to catch up at the running back position and find those guys later. If the wide receiver position, you don't draft Adams here. If you don't draft Hopkins in the next round, you're going to be A-okay because there's wide receivers in the third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh round that you will feel very confident starting on a week-in, week-out basis, where at the running back position, that just simply is not true the deeper you get into the draft. So here at running back, best players available according to Fantasy Pros, Austin Eckler, Miles Sanders, Joe Mixon, Kenyon Drake, Aaron Jones, Josh Jacobs, and Nicholas Chubb. You could obviously go wide receiver at this spot, and I would not judge you at all. To me, it's a very clear pick if you were to go wide receiver with Devontae Adams of the Green Bay Packers. Obviously, last season, he had a decline, but it wasn't really a decline due to the fact that he wasn't as skilled or wasn't playing as well or the team wasn't really passing the ball to him. It was due to the fact that he got hurt. He had that turf toe. So you don't really want to go ahead and bake that into the fact, oh, he declined. He didn't really have a decline. I would assume that he'd be right back up there as maybe the number one wide receiver in fantasy football. Would not surprise me at all if he finished ahead of Michael Thomas in 2020. But we are going to go running back here. There's a variety of guys you can go here. Eckler, Mixon, uh, and Jacobs and Chubb would be my arguments for this pick in the second round. Obviously, that moves on to be a couple other guys. But for me here, those would be the guys I personally love Mixon the most. I've talked him up a million times. Joe Mixon is one of my favorite running backs. I think he is going to be more involved in the pass-catching game, more involved in the pass-catching game, which obviously, like I have talked about, is really going to elevate his game since he wasn't previously involved in that. He was more of just the, that workhorse kind of guy that's just jamming the ball down the throat, not really catching too many passes. But I think with Burrow, he's going to be seeing more receptions. So that could be the pick here. But since I have not picked him in the first round very much recently, I'm going to go with Austin Eckler, running back of the LA Chargers. He's one of my favorite targets. I've noticed at the pick where we are at at nine, 
line. It's very typical for him not to fall to us into the second round due to the fact that he's rising so much in people's rankings, and that's for a good reason. He's also on hard knocks, so he has the hard knocks effect of, oh, you see him ball out on the television. Holy shit, let me go ahead and draft him, and he just rises up the draft board. It happens every single year. Last year happened to Chubb, happened to Odell, happened to Jarvis Landry due to the fact, and Baker due to the fact that they were on the television show. So here, I think I like Austin Eckler. I think he's going to get potentially over 2,000 all-purpose yards. To me, he's like Christian McCaffrey light. Christian McCaffrey is like the Budweiser. He's fucking Bud light, and I think that Austin Eckler is going to be amazing yet again in 2020, especially since Melvin Gordon got his ass shipped off to Denver, and now Austin Eckler has the opportunity to really be the full-on every down back for the LA Chargers. Now, obviously, they have running backs behind him, so he's not going to be getting just a zillion touches every single game, but I don't think that he really needs that to be all that uh, productive in fantasy football, especially since he's a guy that is really proficient in the pass-catching game. So after we went with Austin Eckler, Devontae Adams came out the board, followed by Miles Sanders, DeAndre Hopkins, Julio Jones, Joe Mixon, Tyreek Hill, and now it is our pick at the 204. So we saw three wide receivers go in the first round so far, two through the second round. A lot of the times you are going to be seeing teams stack up on the wide receiver position at the back half of the first round in a 12-team league. Talking maybe picks 9, 10, 11, or 12, you could see guys go for the double wide receiver approach. There we see D-Hop and Julio for one team and Devontae Adams and Tyreek Hill for another team. But right in the middle of that, we see the running backs, the double running back strategy, Miles Sanders and Joe Mixon, the strategy I personally prefer more since I feel like you need to, the good rule of thumb is to get two running backs in the first three rounds. But obviously, if the value is not there, you don't have to necessarily do that since you don't want to go ahead and reach on a running back. Say the whole first round was running backs and you're sitting here and Devontae Adams is there. You just draft Devontae Adams because it's not worth taking the risk at one of those more risky running backs since 12 or 13 may have already came off the board. But now it's our pick here, and this is very easy for me. It's going to be Josh Jacobs of the Las Vegas Raiders. I've talked this guy up a million times in the offseason. He's a guy that was very dominant in the rushing game, but wasn't given too much opportunity to get that work in the pass-catching game, and coaches have talked him up as being a guy that could potentially get a lot of pass-catching opportunity in this offense. I'm going to go ahead and believe them. Now, they did bring in Theo Riddick, and I did kind of make a joke on Twitter, oh, uh, Theo Riddick is going to really fuck up Josh Jacobs. Not really at all. Josh Jacobs is still going to be getting a lot of the rushing opportunity, as well as getting some more pass-catching opportunity. I think he's all around a very good back, and I think if we see him play a full season, unlike last season, he could really be a beast for your fantasy football team, and he was very dominant when he was healthy so I'm gonna go ahead here and go with Josh Jacobs of the Las Vegas Raiders and I actually expect this offense to be better in 2020 due to the fact that they drafted Henry Ruggs who's a nice field stretcher so now maybe they'll be more scared of the passing game and won't really be able to key in on Mr. Joshua Jacobs so after we went with Josh Jacobs now our team is Austin Eckler and Josh Jacobs to start off the draft after that was Nick Chubb followed by Kenyon Drake Travis Kelsey Aaron Jones Patrick Mahomes Chris Godwin Lamar Jackson George Kittle me Timbers Kenny Galladay Leonard Fournette Mike Evans Adam Thielen D DJ Moore, Chris Carson, Allen Robinson, and Amari Cooper. Just as suspected, once the third round begun, the running back brigade really stopped coming and the wide receivers start flying off the board. Notice how only two running backs got picked in the first eight picks of the third round, whereas that's very untypical of the early rounds of the draft. Mahomes, Kelsey, Kittle, Lamar also all come off the board in the second or third round, I'd say, in pretty much every single draft. So now it's our turn to make our pick. Like I said, we already have two running backs, so you could really go either way here with a running back or wide receiver. I think if you want to get Mark Andrews, I'd personally rather wait until the fourth round and if he's not there I just go ahead and say avoid him there I'd much rather just pay the price in the fourth round for Mr. Maki Mock Andrews obviously you could go with Dak Prescott Russell Wilson Kyler Murray Deshaun Watson but it's really different in every single draft we might miss out on Dak and then after they pick Dak Russell Wilson 
Kyler Murray. All those guys might fly off the board, or we might not see Dak come off the board until like the fifth or sixth round. It really depends on who you're drafting against and how they value the quarterback position. So now it's time to make our pick here at running back or wide receiver. I don't really love any of these running backs here in the third round. None of them are really calling my name. Todd Gurley, James Conner, Le'Veon Bell, Melvin Gordon seem a little too risky for me here in the third round, so I'd much rather go ahead and pivot to the wide receiver position. Looking at wide receivers, Juju Smith-Schuster, Odell Beckham Jr., Robert Woods, Cooper Cup, Calvin Ridley are all names that I do kind of like besides Odell Beckham Jr. I just believe that team is going to be too run-heavy to really be able to buy into that kind of offense for the pass-catching weapon in Odell Beckham Jr., considering he's not even the number one pass-catching weapon, in my opinion, since Jarvis Landry is going to be a fucking target hog in Cleveland. So at wide receiver, the picks for me here are between, it's between Robert Woods, Cooper Cup, and Juju, and Calvin Ridley. Now, I'm not the biggest fan of Juju Smith-Schuster, considering I think, it's not really him, I think he's a great player. It's just, I believe that his fantasy football season is so reliant on Big Ben staying healthy. If Big Ben was to go down, Juju, you can kiss any good season from him. Goodbye, Duck Hodges, Mason Rudolph, none of those motherfuckers are good enough for Juju to elevate past having those garbage-ass quarterbacks, so it's just not going to work. So Juju is not even reliant on himself, he's reliant on Big Ben. So you can take that as you will. If you think Big Ben could play 16 games, I think so. Juju could be fine. But as my wide receiver one, I feel like he's a little too risky. So I'd much rather go with a safer pick here in Bobby Woods, Cooper Cup, or Calvin Ridley out of the, that bunch. I think Cooper Cup might be the safest considering him and Jared Goff already have that amazing connection, the slot guy. Obviously, though, deeper down into the season, we saw Robert Woods really emerge as the wide receiver one in targets as well as like fantasy football points for the team because they committed to that two tight end set, which hurt Cup and elevated Robert Woods. So maybe Robert Woods is the better player for 2020. And I have Robert Woods ranked above Cup and Ridley. Now, I would not argue going Ridley here either. Even though he is the wide receiver two on the team, I won't really argue that considering Robert Woods is probably, for all intents and purposes, the wide receiver two on the LA Rams. I think that Calvin Ridley is on the most most pass-heavy offense in the NFL. Last year, they were the most pass-heavy offense. I think they could be again returning in 2020. So I think Calvin Ridley also really had a breakout season last season after Muhammad Sanu ended up get trading to the Patriots. Calvin Ridley really started to elevate his game and play much better. So here, I'm going to go ahead and go with either of those guys. You guys can really just go ahead in the comments and let me know who you'd pick, Woods, Cup, or Ridley. But to me, or maybe you'd pick Juju or Odell. Let me know. I'm going to go ahead here and select Mr. Bobby Trees of the LA Rams, one of my favorite wide receivers in side of the third or fourth round. It really depends on your draft where he's going to go ahead and go. So we started off the draft with two running backs and one wide receiver in Austin Hooper, not Austin Hooper, holy shit, Austin Eckler, Josh Jacobs, and Bobby Woods. So after we went with Robert Woods, Todd Gurley came off the board, followed by Mark Andrews, Odell Beckham Jr., Zach Ertz, Cooper Cup, and Juju Smith-Schuster. So only three running backs ended up coming off the board inside of the third round. That means nine wide receivers came off the board in the third round, which is more than the first two rounds combined, which I kind of suspected since that's really how a lot of the drafts have been going. Mark Andrews comes in the third round, followed by Zach Ertz in the fourth round. So all the big real tight ends there have came off the board. So we're just going to go ahead and wait at the tight end position until much later in the draft. No quarterbacks have came off the board, but I just don't feel too confident picking one early in the fourth round since I feel like my running back and wide receiver depth just won't be as good. If I do that, obviously you can go ahead and draft Dak here. He's really going to elevate your roster. Same with any of those guys, but I personally just don't like my teams as much when I end up doing that. So we're going to go ahead here and go with either a running back or wide receiver. Obviously the running back will be our flex. The wide receiver will be our wide receiver too. At running back, we see James Connor, Le'Veon Bell, Melvin Gordon, David Johnson, Jonathan Taylor. At wide receiver, Calvin Ridley, A.J. Brown, D.J. Chark, Tyler Lockett, Keenan Allen, Terry McLaurin.
So the running backs here, I'm not all that excited to draft here in the fourth round. I think Le'Veon Bell is much more of a safe play than a lot of people are really talking about him to be. So you could go here and go with the safe play, but I think I'm going to load up on a wide receiver that I think also has top 12 potential that I talked about before. That is Calvin Ridley of the Atlanta Falcons. I really think Calvin Ridley is going to have an amazing season in 2020. Like I said earlier, after Mohamed Sanu ended up exiting and going to the New England Patriots, Ridley really stepped up in a big way, as did Julio Jones. Both of their points per game really increased in both half PPR and full PPR and I think that we see the Atlanta Falcons team be just as pass heavy like I said so I think that Calvin Ridley is going to have an excellent year in 2020 and they play in a division that is pass heavy or not even that's pass heavy it's just fucking score heavy they're going to be having to go back to back to back fighting back and forth in these games with those teams and with a defense like Atlanta has that is very worrisome obviously for their defense because it's just going to get plowed over and then Mr. Matty Ice is going to have to throw back into the game and that means that's going to be throwback Thursday because Calvin Ridley and Julio Jones as well as Hayden Hurst are all going to have a many dominant games this season due to the fact that the defense is really going to screw them over and they're going to be having to pass a lot deep into the game especially with Dirk Cutter considering they don't even really run the ball all that much. So looking after we went ahead and picked Mr. Calvin Ridley there, Deshaun Watson came off the board, followed by A.J. Brown, Le'Veon Bell, Cortland Sutton, David Johnson, Melvin Gordon, D.K. Metcalf, James Conner, Keenan Allen, D.J. Chark, Devontae Paca, Tyler Lockett, T.Y. Hilton, Terry McLaurin, Stephon Diggs, and Darren Waller. So Deshaun Watson comes off the board, and no other quarterbacks came off the board. Now in some leagues, you're going to notice one quarterback comes off the board, and then a million will follow due to the fact of the theory of runs. When someone takes a quarterback, then someone else might panic and be like, holy shit, I'm going to miss out on another top tier quarterback and then they pick one then the next guy's like oh shit I need to draft one and then then the train just keeps continuing on people keep drafting quarterbacks and maybe it's not really necessarily a run because it doesn't happen all in a row but I wouldn't be surprised if Watson came off the board here at the 405 and then like five picks later someone went ahead and picked Dak and then a couple picks later Kyler or Russ it's really different in every single league what the order of quarterbacks is because behind Pat Mahomes and Lamar Jackson there isn't really a consensus pick number three at the quarterback position personally I believe it's Dak but a lot of people believe in different guys so don't be too surprised if that ends up happening in league and it's a different player so we see that right here at our pick it's really the pick of the litter here at running back or wide receiver you could really go either way with this pick but I feel like there's just one pick here that I like far than the rest and that is running back Jonathan Taylor out of Wisconsin Indianapolis Colts running back now this is a guy that is very polarizing in the fantasy industry due to the fact that a lot of people really like him versus a lot of people are really kind of fading him thinking hey maybe Marlon Mack might be able to actually continue to keep that job and not have Jonathan Taylor push past him now personally I believe that's a a, a bunch of bullshit a bunch of baloney you know I personally believe that Jonathan Taylor is so much better than Marlon Mack and might even end up taking the job before the season ends up starting. Now, understand that when you draft Jonathan Taylor at this spot, you probably cannot play him at your flex or at the running back two, running back one for the first couple of weeks of the season. I think it will take a couple of weeks for Jonathan Taylor to emerge past Marlon Mack. So you have to understand that when you draft him, to bake in the risk that it may take a couple of weeks for the Indianapolis Colts to put Jonathan Taylor in there as the workhorse. But once he's in there, once he's fired up, he is going to be amazing they play on the offensive line ranked number one by pro football focus Jonathan Taylor has been a workhorse in college and I think he can do it in the NFL so I'm gonna go ahead here and draft John O'God Taylor as my fifth round selection
Looking at the board after our pick, Jonathan Taylor, we see Devin Sealtary come off the board, followed by Hollywood Brown, Mark Ingram, Dak Prescott, A.J. Green, and Kyler Murray. So we are going to probably start seeing here in the sixth round a brigade of quarterbacks coming off the board. Probably Russ is going to come off. Maybe Matty Ice, Drew Brees, Tom Brady all typically go relatively early in the drafts, despite Josh Allen probably, in my opinion, being a much better choice than guys like Drew Brees and guys like Tom Brady that just go for some reason earlier than him in a lot of drafts. is probably based upon the fact that Drew Brees and Tom Brady have that household name, that staple of a name, where Josh Allen is kind of the guy that a lot of people perceive as not being very accurate. That perception is kind of true. He's not very accurate. But at the end of the day, being accurate doesn't mean you get a lot of fantasy points because the guy does it with his legs as well. That's why I like Mr. Josh Allen. But I'm not going to pick him here in the sixth round. I'd much rather bolster my running backs as well as my wide receivers. I feel like there's a lot of running backs here that I like that will fall to me in the seventh round. Whereas the wide receivers are really going to start to fall off here. They don't really fall off, but I just don't like them as much as the guys here at um, running back that I think I can find in the seventh round. So here we're going to go ahead and pick Mr. Tyler yeah Boyd of the Cincinnati Bengals now obviously AJ Green ends up getting hurt in practice shocker right the guy who gets hurt every year gets hurt who would have fucking known but Jonathan or but Tyler Boyd plays better with AJ Green healthy so you're probably going to want to hope that AJ Green comes back and is healthy now he should be good to start the season but that's what we thought last year we thought AJ Green hey the guy's going to come back and be fine week one and then the week one turns into week four then week four turns into week eight and then week eight turns into the guy never fucking coming back again hopefully he does come back though for Tyler Boyd's sake but he's good with Tyler Boyd and or he's good with AJ Green and without but he just plays better points per game basis with AJ Green obviously Tyler Boyd has had two thousand yard seasons in a row in the NFL NFL. And with the quarterback change going to Joe Burrow, I don't think things could be much worse than it was last season, rotating quarterbacks, going from Dalton to Ryan Finley back to Andy Dalton. It was just a shit show for Tyler Boyd, and he was still out there performing. So I think he will be good this year with Joe Burrow, with a what one would hope would be a better offensive line, even though we saw out of practice, if you guys follow on Twitter, all those training camp fucking videos, we saw the offensive line get blown up, and there was like nine guys chasing Joe Burrow, and he still somehow made the pass because the guy's a good player. But obviously, that old line is kind of worrisome. After Tyler Boyd, we see Jarvis Landry come off the board, followed by Russell Wilson, Will Fuller, Evan Ingram, Michael Gallup, Hunter Henry, Julian Edelman, Debo Samuel, Tom Brady, Brandon Cooks, Josh Allen, Marvin Jones, Drew Brees, Matt Ryan, DeAndre Swift, and Rob Gronkowski. So just like I predicted, four more wide receiver and four, five more quarterbacks, I should say, came off the board after we saw Kyler and Dak Prescott come off the board. That's going to be very typical, like I said, because people get afraid that they're not going to get the quarterback they want, and then they just pull the trigger. So now the quarterbacks are kind of um, iffy at this point. They're not really iffy because I feel confident in a lot of these guys, but a lot of the guys that you would typically want to target in your draft are already gone by the seventh round, but I already expected that. Since that was, that's what happens in most drafts, Rob Gronkowski going in the seventh round is just far too early. I really don't understand it at all. There's reports that, oh, maybe they're all going to get a similar amount of work. Gronk, OJ Howard, and um, Cameron Brait. I don't believe that for one second, but I just am not the biggest believer in Gronk coming back after not playing football for a year the guy retired and now he's coming back I'm just not all bought in on that sure I think he might finish as a top 12 tight end just strictly based off of scoring a bunch of touchdowns but I don't think you should have to draft him inside the seventh round and for that reason I am out we can see that after I drafted Tyler Boyd and I read all those picks off it's time for 
for our pick. But before I get into our seventh round selection, I'd like to give you guys a word from my sponsor at Manscaped. Manscaped is one of my favorite ways, actually the number one way to shave your nether regions, to shave downstairs. And let me tell you, it is the best. I got mine in my mail. I use that shit. And let me tell you, it is A1. It doesn't even give you that bloody mess that some of that other stuff might give you where you accidentally nick yourself. It has all this type of stuff where you can use it in the shower. It has so many goddamn features that I can't even remember. That's how good it is. It is the best product product for shaving downstairs. I know most people watch my videos are male, so make sure you check it out. Manscaped.com. Use code Notorious to check out for free shipping as well as 20% off. But here at this pick, this is a locked and loaded pick. I wanted to get the wide receiver there, and I thought that some running backs might fall to me in the seventh round, and it was true. David Montgomery ended up falling to the seventh round. Now, I don't think this is going to happen in most leagues, so if he was not there, I'd go with either Cam Akers, James White, or Ronald Jones. Cam Akers is a player who, in my opinion, is going to be getting a lot of touches now in practice due to Darrell Henderson missing some time. Um, probably likely maybe might even miss week one, so that's even better for Cam Akers. And Cam Akers, I already thought, was more talented than him, but Darrell Henderson was obviously going to be there for them to cause like some type of running back by committee. But if Akers obviously elevates himself above that, he will be well worth a pick in the seventh round. I also like James White as a safe pick later in the draft, probably average like 12 PPR points per game, and can finish as a top 12 running back if he's given more work in between the tackles like I believe is possible. Ronald Jones, obviously a high upside pick, but Dave Montgomery, the locked and loaded pick here, also super safe last year in his rookie season. Obviously didn't play up to expectations, but his expectations were far too high for what actually happened. Obviously, the Chicago Bears were not all that good last season, but I think David Montgomery has given the ball a lot more this season, just like we saw last year. But I think this year the touchdowns are going to be there for him. And I think that under 9-inch Nick Foles, the team just runs much better. And David Montgomery proves to provide value later in the draft. Whereas you were paying a much higher price last season for David Montgomery than you're paying now. He's not even inside of our team. But he probably will end up being our flex, if not Tyler Boyd. While Jonathan Taylor is obviously getting recouped to become that number one guy. And potentially a top 12 running back for our team. So after that, we see Christian Kirk come off the board. Followed by Carson Wentz, Kareem Hunt, Raheem Mostert, Cam Akers, and Jamison Crowder. So likely right now, every single team probably already has a quarterback. So we pretty much have a very balanced roster through the first seven rounds of our draft. We have Eckler, Jacobs, Ridley, or not uh, Eckler, Jacobs. We have Jonathan Taylor and David Montgomery. So we have four running backs and we have three wide receivers. So that's a very balanced approach to the start of your draft. I do typically urge you guys to draft more running backs than wide receivers though, because the fact is that the running back position is very hard to find off the waiver wire, whereas the, likely on a week-to-week basis, it's very easy to find a wide receiver that you could throw straight into your lineup off the wi- waiver wire. So now here, we're probably going to be looking either for running back or wide receiver. No real need to take a quarterback since every team already has a quarterback. So we could probably wait another round or two before teams probably start taking a backup quarterback. You want to make sure you take your starter before other teams start taking their backup because then you might be left in the absolute dust at the quarterback position. So now it's time to draft more running backs and wide receivers. I feel like James White here is a locked and loaded pick, but I do really like Deontay Johnson. I might just go with him here and hope that a guy like Rojo, Matt Breida, Lindsey, guys that I feel like could be solid bench pieces for my team at running back fall to me since I think Deontay Johnson could end up starting in my lineup multiple weeks of the season. This is due to the fact that Deontay Johnson has a lot of upside potentially becoming the wide receiver two on the Pittsburgh Steelers. Reports out of camp are that he is the wide receiver two behind Juju Smith-Schuster and we've seen Big Ben be able to have 
two wide receivers on his team that were very talented in the past. It's been A.B. and Martavius Bryant. It was also obviously Juju and Antonio Brown the last couple of seasons before Antonio Brown went absolutely fucking crazy. So I think that Deontay Johnson is going to be good. But again, just like with Juju Smith-Schuster, for Deontay Johnson, you're heavily relying on the fact that Big Ben stays healthy. If Big Ben goes out the window, then I don't think that Deontay Johnson will really have that as much upside as he does with Big Ben. Sure, Deontay Johnson did end up playing well with Miles... Um, Miles Garrett's bitch boy, Mason Rudolph, as well as Duck Hodges. But at the end of the day, it's not going to be as good as if Mr. Big Ben Roethlisberger was starting. So I'm going to go with Deontay Johnson here as my eighth round pick. After that, we're probably just going to start hitting on these running backs, unless all of them went, which actually did end up happening here. A bit disappointing, but hey, that's the price we pay for going Deontay Johnson there. But I feel very happy with Johnson, so I won't really be too mad at that. So looking at the draft board, after we went ahead and got Mr. Deontay Johnson, the Niners defense got picked, which is the the worst pick of the draft because you can't pick a defense that early it really ruins the running back and wide receiver depth on your roster after the Niners defense we see John Brown followed by Rojo James White Henry Ruggs Philip Lindsay Justin Jefferson Tariq Cohen Emmanuel Sanders Darius Slayton Matt Burita Sterling Shepard C.D. Lam Jordan Howard Mike Williams and Jerry Judy now Mike Williams did end up suffering an injury so he's kind of a guy that I am kind of fading now at this pick for some reason fantasy pros kind of fucks you over and once someone drafts him you can't actually click on the player that you want, which is very fucking annoying, to be completely honest with you, but hey, at the end of the day, Mike Williams did get hurt. He should be fine to start the season, but that's obviously something worrisome when you see a guy get hurt in training camp. But now it is our turn to load up on some running backs as well as more wide receivers, but obviously here we're probably going to go running back here, and with some reports, I'm kind of moving more up on J.K. Dobbins. I mean, I don't think he really is going to be able to solidify a job in the rushing game unless Mark Ingram was to get hurt, but I think the passing volume might just be enough for me to want to take him here in the ninth round. He obviously has a lot of high upside picks because just like Alvin Kamara, he's that kind of a player that you can put out wide and he can make defenders miss and look very good. I saw a practice clip of him absolutely putting a defender straight into the dirt and catching that shit and looking great scoring a touchdown. So I think J.K. Dobbins could be worthy of a ninth round pick, but I'm not moving too high up on him considering I don't think he's really going to get all that much rushing volume unless Maki Mack Ingram was to get hurt. After he went ahead and drafted J.K. Dobbins, Tyler Higby came out the board, followed by me, Cole Hardman, Sony Michelle, Keyshawn Vaughn, Antonio Gibson, and Carryon Johnson. Sony Michelle is pretty much a waste of a draft pick at this point, with them signing Lamar Miller, with the fact that he's on the PUP, with the fact that he might just have gotten passed by Damian Harris already. I just don't really see it worthy of drafting inside of the ninth round, considering I'm not even sure he's going to start off the season. Carryon Johnson already in a knee brace or leg brace. He's looking like fucking Big Ben Roethlisberger. I don't understand it. Just don't draft him again. Don't fall into that again. He probably will start, but he won't be getting enough rushes to be worthy of it. Same thing goes with DeAndre Swift. I don't think he's going to get enough rushes to be worthy of it. Unless one of the guys was to get hurt, then maybe just maybe one of those guys will be worthy of starting in your fantasy lineup on a week-to-week -week basis. Now it is time to make our next selection, and here in the 10th round is where I find myself picking Mr. Hayden Hurst of pretty much every single draft. I have reached up and gotten him in my real draft in around the 7th or the 8th round because I want to get my guy, and I love Hayden Hurst. I think he's on the most pass-heavy team in the NFL. I personally believe that. I talked about it with Calvin Ridley. I think drafting two guys on the Atlanta Falcons is not too shabby, considering they will be the most pass-heavy team in the NFL, I believe, again in 2020, and if they are not, they'll probably be inside of the top 5, and Dirk Cutter loves the 
throw the ball to the fucking tight end. He calls those plays for some reason. He just literally jerks off to the tight end. So he loves that shit. You like that. So uh, Hayden Hurst is going to be very valuable and a super late round pick that I really love drafting in every single draft. After Hayden Hurst, we see Darrell Henderson followed by Anthony Miller, Jalen Rager, Marlon Mack, Golden Tate, Robbie Anderson, Brandon Ayuk, Latavius Murray, Pittsburgh Steelers defense, Tevin Coleman, Duke Johnson, Preston Williams, Ravens defense, Zach Moss, Austin Hooper, and Curtis Samuel. Zach Moss is a player that I'm really starting to rise on. Another rookie running back that I like a lot. I really think he's going to be getting a lot of opportunity behind Devin Singletary to get a lot of work. That's why I'm kind of fading Devin Singletary, and I'm really a big fan of Zach Moss. He's been really tearing it up inside of training camp. Now it is time to go ahead and draft more running backs and wide receivers. Probably won't draft a quarterback for a little bit. So the running backs have really dried out. That well is completely gone at this point. So we're just going to hammer on a wide receiver here and go with Nikhil Harry of the New England Patriots. Now reports initially the last couple of days, oh, Nikhil Harry's playing like absolute dog shit in training camp. Not looking very good. Their reports yesterday are seeming like, oh, he's looking much better. So I guess you don't really have to buy too much in on the training camp. I personally believe more in the player, Nikhil Harry. And I think while it might take a couple of weeks for him to really develop that connection with Cam Newton. I really think that Nikhil Harry is going to be a very productive player. There's a reason why the New England Patriots drafted this motherfucker in the first round. It is because he is very talented, and obviously last season he was not really given that opportunity because he ended up getting hurt in preseason. Then Tampa Bay, Tom Brady just doesn't fucking throw the ball to some guy that he just doesn't have a connection with. That's just how TB12 rolls. So now after Nikhil Harry, Alexander Madison came out the board, followed by the Buffalo Bills defense, Sammy Watkins, Tony Pollard, Michael Pittman, and Boston Scott. So here we're going to go ahead and snag our quarterback and I guess because I feel like some teams might just start taking two or their second quarterback after this. So we're going to go ahead here and stag Matthew Stafford of the Detroit Lions. Matthew Stafford last season was on a legit MVP pace, was skull fucking defenses week in and week out, but he didn't end up finishing that high because, hey, he only played in eight games. I think if we project him to play a full 16, he will be fucking amazing. The guy was on fire. Now, there obviously is worries in his injury because he hurt his back two years in a row. Last year, it took him out for eight games. The year prior, he actually ended up coming back and still playing, but he wasn't playing as well at all because his back was fucked. I think he realized this year or last year to sit it all down, you know, say, fuck it. I don't need to play the rest of these eight games. My team sucks ass. Let me just go ahead and sit on the bench and be okay to start off the season. And that's what he did. And I believe Matthew Stafford, if he can stay healthy, will be an absolute steal in the 12th round of your drafts. I really like Matty Ice this season. I think he's going to have a tremendous season. So looking at the board after we went ahead and selected Mr. Matty Snapback, we now need to find our final bench player before we start going onto the defenses and kicker. So after we went with Matthew Stafford, Adrian Peterson came off the board, followed by Naheem Hines, Aaron Rodgers, Rashad Perryman, and a tight end run of Jared Cook, Noah Fant, Mike Gesicki, Deshaun Jackson, Justin Jackson, call me Miss Jackson. And then Chase Edmonds, Daniel Jones, uh, Damian Harris, a running back I really like, late A.J. Dillon, New England Patriots defense, and T.J. God, followed by LaShawn McCoy, who's going to be completely useless because that guy's not going to play a single fucking game. And for that final bench player, we are probably just going to go ahead here and take a shot at a random running back here that may be good. But at the end of the day, there's really no one available here that I'm really all that high on. So I'm just going to draft Jarek McKinnon here and just take the late round shot at that 49ers backfield. It's obviously a running back by committee there. So maybe taking the guy the latest in the draft and hoping the opportunity may come and may arise of him becoming the starter of the team if injuries happen could be very well worth it considering how much the 49ers running backs tote the ball and toted the ball last 
last season in 2019. After McKinnon, we see Dallas Godert come off the board, followed by Jared Goff, Baker Mayfield, Justin Rauweiser, who got cut, DeAndre Washington, and Justin Tucker, the fucker. So don't really need to draft two quarterbacks or two t tight ends, in my opinion, in a 12-team league. I just think you can find a quarterback or a tight end off the waiver wire when yours either gets hurt or is on bye week. So now it's time to draft our kicker and defense. I posted a kicker rankings video earlier, so check that out for all your kicker needs. So here we go with Harrison Bucker, the fucker. This guy's just a locked and loaded top three kicker. Every year he does it. No matter how much the Chiefs score, they're still going to need to kick those extra points. And sometimes they're not going to score. And Harrison Bucker is a locked and loaded man from deep. This guy's going to hit that shit from 57. It doesn't matter. He'd probably kick that shit 100 yards and it would still go in. That's how good Harrison Bucker is. After that, we see Larry Fitzgerald followed by the Chicago Bears, Devontae Freeman, Eric Ebron, bunch of kickers, bunch of defenses, Big Ben Roethlisberger, bunch of kickers, bunch of defenses. And now we got to draft our defense. You want to draft the defense playing an offense that's not super hot the first week. The Chargers are playing up against rookie Joe Burrow in his first ever game with no preseason. I think he will struggle there. So we're to draft the LA Chargers, who are a great defense already, but we're to cut them week two. They have a harder matchup and pick up a new defense for week two. So make sure you subscribe for that because I'm going to be posting videos every single week of which defense to pick up. So to recap our team, we got a B-plus on Fantasy Pros, but this is an A-plus roster in my heart. Our quarterback is Matty Stafford. Our running backs are Austin Eckler and Josh Jacobs. Our wide receiver is Robert Woods. Our uh, other wide receiver is Calvin Ridley. Our tight end is Hayden Hurst. Our flex is Jonathan Taylor. But like I said, we'll probably move him out from one of those bench players. Our defense is the Chargers. Our kicker is Harrison Bucker. Our bench is comprised of Tyler Boyd, David Montgomery, Deontay Johnson, J.K. Dobbins, Nikhil Harry, and Jarek McKinnon. So thank you guys all for watching this video. If at any point you ended up enjoying, please make sure to click that subscribe button down, down below. Check out Manscaped code Notorious at checkout for 20% off as well as free shipping. I love each and every single one of you motherfuckers, and I'll see you guys tomorrow with yet another heater of a video. Good boy!